Welcome back, you guys. This is the Be Loyal Podcast. Of course, I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins, and every episode here is designed to move you and I beyond average and towards the best life of your life. I really love you guys for being here and appreciate you being here because the fact that you're here listening means you've decided to place yourself in a very rare category of people who actually take time out of their day to improve something, to learn something, which, which is pretty cool. So big hand clap to you guys for being here. To today, this is episode four, and today's episode is going to be amazing. We have a really cool guest who I've really come to adore, Simone Baldwin. Uh, she is she is the best of two amazing worlds. She's a wine specialist, a wine expert, which is a journey that started for her back in the 1990s when her her family started a vineyard in Australia. So she spent a lot of time working with some of the the greatest. Uh, winemakers in on the planet literally and more recently she became a certified raw food chef at the light at the living light culinary institute in california so what she's done is merged these two worlds and founded her company healthy gorgeous and tipsy i absolutely love that name healthy gorgeous and tipsy and you can find her at simonebaldwin.com so she's going to really share with us today about her story number one and some of her tips about wine and about raw cuisine and healthy living because she's really done something special something really unique to merge both of those worlds so she's awesome you're gonna love her so i'm gonna shut up and introduce you guys to her because that's why you're here today so without further delay simone baldwin all right here with us is Simone Baldwin. Simone, thank you so much for being here. First of all, how are you? I'm great. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me. It's really awesome to have you on the show. I'll, I'll be honest, from, uh, as I told you uh, when we first initially met, um, when I found your website, and as soon as I saw your heading, Healthy, Gorgeous, and Tipsy, I thought to myself, <laughs> okay, she's either a complete genius or she's nuts. And I'll be honest, I was hoping you were both <laughs> because it was just such an awesome, an awesome title. And it really, I, I, I'm assuming it has this effect with anyone who um, is lucky enough to find you. It just drew me in because I had to, I had to find out what your, what your message was. So it drew me uh, in, and as soon as I started reading, within, within about 10 seconds, I was hooked, and I said, I've got to meet her because she rocks. So Thank you. Thank you so much. No, you're so welcome. Obviously, I know a little bit about you, So, but tell us about what you've been doing as of late, what your, your story is as of today, what you're working on, mm. what your message is, and if you have any projects um, that you can tell us about that um, we should find. Sure, sure. Well, Healthy, Gorgeous and Tipsy is basically about teaching and showing people how to add more plants and vegetables to their diet and their lifestyle without giving up a gorgeous glass of wine. Mm -hmm. So it is driven by plant-based cuisine, but awesome. with a naughty with a naughty corner. Awesome. I, I love the catch because you know how it is for a lot of people when they think diet, when they think healthy or eating correctly it almost feels like a chore and mm -hmm. when you think of a nice glass of wine for you know many people it you think of just being relaxed and enjoying yourself so merging the two um is awesome 
<laughs> so I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I'm, I totally love um, the idea. And Thanks. so t- let's start on, on the wine side. Yep. Tell us a little bit about your journey about becoming, because you are, you're a wine expert, literally. So mm-hmm. tell us how that, tell us your story about how that started and, and how your journey began. Mm-hmm. Well, my journey into the wine side of my life and my career began around 15 years ago and basically I was living in Japan at the time teaching English Mm -hmm. and my parents emailed me to say that they'd just bought land and were about to plant a vineyard Oh, awesome! and they said this is going to be your legacy Um, why don't you come home and learn about grape grape growing and winemaking and see what you know see if you like it so I did that and um, threw myself into the vineyard and absolutely fell in love and felt like I had really found my thing in life my calling and purpose and passion Mm -hmm. and that began my career in wine and um, and and as a result I then ended up in Asia Mm -hmm. um, working in Indonesia for a wine importer managing the business and working alongside a lot of really, really top uh, and, and amazing names in, in the winemaking business. So awesome. I've tasted a lot of good wine in my time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad legacy to uh, be handed by <laughs> the parents, is it? That's, Indeed. That's really awesome. Now, now, getting into wine, what are some of the – because most people think when they think of the health benefits of wine, at least – me and most of the friends and family that I can think of, when we think of the health benefits of wine, we all hear about the the antioxidants and red wine. But mm-hmm, what are some, mm-hmm. in, in terms of, of health, what are some of the either misconceptions or some of the benefits really of wine that most people may not know about? Well, it's a great question because there have actually been a few studies made Mm -hmm. that have outlined the benefits of moderate alcohol consumption Mm -hmm. and particularly in the case of red wine, as you mentioned, it it has antioxidants, but it Mm -hmm. also contains a compound called resveratrol and this Mm -hmm. essentially mimics the effect of light exercise on the metabolism. Oh, wow. I know. How cool is that? So, so we can have um, a couple of glasses of wine instead of some cardio in the morning. That's completely going to change my schedule for tomorrow, I can tell you. <laughs> and also red wine gets a big tick for being the lowest calorie alcoholic beverage choice. Really? Um, yeah. And, and in being low, low, low calorie, it's also low cholesterol and therefore it's good for the heart. Oh, wow. I did not know yes. that one. That's really cool. There okay. you go. Really cool. Now, in terms of, well, what are your preferences if you have one between red and white wine? Are you, do you just enjoy whatever you happen to come across? I, yeah. I, I Look, I love all types of wine, all types of good wine, mm-hmm. but I do have a real, really big soft spot for champagne. Okay. And I can drink champagne until the cows come home. <laughs> And have you ever have you ever seen the cows come home? <laughs> I have not seen them come <laughs> home yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome! Yep. I love it. I'm good with I'm good with bubbles. <laughs> awesome! That's really cool. Now you you mentioned great wine, and, and I'm glad you 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 mentioned that. Um, because in terms of 
choosing a wine i know for me i'm a casual wine drinker so i'll go to mm. the grocery uh the local store and you know i'll look for a cool label and the type of wine that i like and i'll just give it a shot now and you know unless you have someone like yourself standing next to you and helping you choose a white a wine that will likely be a good one what can the average consumer look for aside from price obviously to choose a wine that's is or isn't going to be good or is there a way to choose or is it just a luck of the draw or word of mouth yeah it's such a good question because for so many people and so many wine consumers choosing a bottle of wine feels like a lottery Mm -hmm. there's there's label upon label on the shelves and it's overwhelming and it's daunting and all these crazy names and grapes and regions and it's it's a pretty intense intensely overwhelming experience so Oh gosh! I mean, I love I love your way of of going for the label. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'll be honest because it, it looks cool when it's sitting on the table. Then uh, I'll at least give it a right. shot. <laughs> right, but also I would say one way is to sort of get familiar with one or two grapes that you really like. Okay. Um, or grapes and or wine regions. So you know, I love some. I know some people who just love a glass of Chablis, mm-hmm. and Chablis is an area in Burgundy, France, where Chardonnay is grown. Okay. And you know, they'll just they'll just drop everything for a glass of Chablis. I know some people who go for Champagne, for example. Mm-hmm. I know some people who love Pinot Noir and will mm-hmm. drink Pinot Noir from anywhere. So yeah, to to know a couple of grapes in a few regions, having having those up your sleeve is a great. Is a great start. Is a great place to, to draw from. Awesome. Now, is is where does the price factor come in um, in terms of you know when you sit if you're looking at wine on the shelf and I I, I like I enjoy uh, Malbec. So if yeah. I see Malbecs in different price ranges, what is if there is anything? What might be the reason for those differences in price? Um, there's a few different reasons. Sometimes it's it's the position of the land. Mm-hmm. So the French use this term called terroir, and terroir is basically the the site, the soil, and the the sun where the where the sun positions itself on on the vines. And this is really where you get everything because great wine is made in the vineyard, and um, but you know, price can also be a determinant of how much of that particular wine is made. So mm-hmm. some wines are made in a very big quantity, mm-hmm. and they're sort of mass produced, and therefore they would carry a, a lower price tag. Okay. Um, but you know what? Great. I mean, good wine is the wine that you like, right? Regardless, regardless of price, it's such a subjective, emotional um, beverage that yeah. you know, as long as you like. That's all that matters, isn't now, it? I've, I've experienced that. I mean, I've I've had a nine dollar bottle of wine that was fantastic, and an eighty dollar yeah. bottle of wine that I could barely get down. So it, I, right. I'd always wondered what in the world is going on. But that that I definitely know, makes that definitely makes sense what you're saying. So, all right, well, we've had our fun with the wine conversation. Let's see if we <laughs> can uh, <laughs> turn the uh, or I should say merge what we're doing here with right. the healthy eating. You're also a certified raw food chef uh, and instructor. How did that come about after enjoying this uh, awesome legacy of this uh, becoming a wine expert and enjoying the vineyard? Yeah, it is a bit nuts (laughs) that I've I've merged these two things. But 
I've always had an interest in eating vegetarian mm-hmm. in or, you know, in, in not eating animal-sourced products. Um, and so I've sort of dabbled in that for quite a few years. And then while I was working in Indonesia as a wine importer, mm-hmm. my job was so demanding and my schedule was <clears throat> so demanding and involved a lot of late nights and a lot of wine consumption <laughs> in, in a, on a professional basis. <laughs> yes. um, but I was just really tired and run down and I sort of had a bit of weight that wasn't budging and mm. I just really wasn't that happy in my skin or my body. And okay. um, and just, you know, as coincidence or fate would have it, I picked up a book called Eating Animals by mm. an author called jo- Jonathan Safran Foa. Okay. And it's, it's such a great read because he, he, he obviously gives the argument for eating v- vegan or plants, but mm-hmm. he, gives it, he gives it in a way that doesn't, um, doesn't make you feel like eating animals is necessarily bad. He okay. gives both, both sides of the, the, the argument um, and actually is very pro uh, those um, animal agricultural people who look after their animals and, mm-hmm. and slaughter them in a, in a humane way. And so it's, it's not a, a book that divides you. It wasn't However, judgmental. No, not at all. Awesome. And it was so beautifully written. And it, to me, it just, it just made sense. And I just went, oh, you know, this, this is what I need. So I immediately yeah. just dropped the meat and the dairy and the um, anything based from animal. And then met this lovely woman who was a raw food chef and got talking to her and felt very interested and compelled to look into that. So I did mm-hmm. and then ended up um, sort of experimenting with raw food and then taking myself off to California to become a raw food chef. Awesome. And that's what began my sort of whole venturing into the plant-based world. But I wouldn't call myself a raw foodie or a raw foodist. Okay. I'm just I just love eating um, veggies <laughs> and, and greens and fruit and um, yeah. I'm not I'm awesome. I'm not a, a, an all or nothing kind of person. But I I don't I choose not to eat animal product okay. anymore. Awesome. Now, now I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned all or nothing. It's actually a, a question I have in a, in a moment. But at the time you found this book, were you were you leaning one way or the other as far as your diet? Was it animal and plant? Was it mostly meat? Or was it still at the time, was it already mostly vegetables? Yeah, no, I was... Um that's an Australian thing. Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> I was eating everything at that time. Okay. So I had, I had been following a pescatarian diet when I was living in Japan, and my parents bought the land and planted planted the vineyard. And then I went back to eating meat. And then it wasn't until many years later, in two thousand and um, two thousand and nine or ten, mm-hmm. I decided to give away the the animal product. Um, yeah, and and that just it just changed everything for me. It just oh, the the awesome. energy lift, the weight loss, the I just felt really good, and I just decided ah, oh, I found what works for me. Awesome. It may not work for other people, but I found what works for me, and I think that's key. Awesome, that's that's really awesome. Now, uh, I didn't ask you this before when we chatted because I wanted to save it for the show. Um, mm-hmm. And the question is, if I were Let's say if I'm your favorite brother and I'm just <laughs> a normal dude that eats his steak on the weekend and watches football and enjoys a nice glass of wine or or beer and I just have a 
not a horrible diet, but just a normal, not normal, that's the wrong word, a mm. meat and vegetable-based diet. Mm-hmm. I totally enjoy both. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching you, and you just seem to be energized and totally loving your your plant and vegetable-based diet. Mm. What would be the compelling? If I asked you, you said, listen, tell me what I'm going to gain by either switching or really incorporating a lot more plants, uh, plant-based foods into my diet. What, what's what's mm-hmm. going to be the compelling sell to me? You, you know, I'm, I'm your brother. You love me. So you want to give me the best advice you've got. What would you say? Yeah. Well, I would, I would sit you down and say, okay, favorite brother. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, first of all, what are the things that you want to change or that you don't necessarily enjoy about your body energy diet at the moment um, and maybe you might say oh I'm pretty happy I kind of like everything or maybe you might say oh well you know what I wish I could just actually drop a bit of weight weight loss is definitely something that happens when you when you reduce or cut out mm-hmm. consumption of animal products because I mean plants just have fewer calories mm-hmm. so that's pretty straightforward and sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was going to say, let, let's say I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm healthy. I exercise and, you know, all seems well for the most part. But I'm interested. Yeah. I'm curious um, yeah. what I may get from making the, uh, the shift or at least, at least a shift towards. What so another great bonus is the heart, the health of your, the, sorry, the health of your heart. Okay. So... A 14-year study was undertaken at Harvard University using 110,000 people in the study. Oh, wow. And, yes, it was very extensive and it actually concluded that the higher a person's intake of fruit and veggies, the lower their risk of developing heart disease. So that's a pretty compelling argument, especially when I know in the States but in Australia as well, um, you know, heart disease is one of our biggest killers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it has a lot to do with diet. Okay. Another another great compelling reason is diabetes, which is another big killer in Australia, mm-hmm. um, especially with type 2 diabetes. So a plant-based high raw diet has been shown to eliminate type 2 diabetes altogether, wow. which is amazing. That is amazing. Which is, which is incredible. But the other two things I like that aren't necessarily related to health, but... Um, you know, the third thing is you, you just feel good because you feel like you're you're helping the planet. You know, mm-hmm. the animal agriculture and meat production is such a huge um, source of it's a huge strain on the planet's resources, especially mm-hmm. the water. So, you know, I'm not saying that we need to take meat off the table altogether, but mm-hmm. if we just reduce it, wow, it would it would help our earth so much more. Um, you know, so you feel like a really good global citizen. Awesome. No, I love I love those reasons, um, especially the diabetes. That's a big issue here in the uh, in the states as well. And now you said the the high raw diet has been shown in some studies to eliminate type two diabetes altogether. Is that is that yes. was that study one that was giving all the credit to the diet itself? Well, they've just, they, I mean, they just did, stu- they did studies, right? So mm-hmm. they, they put people on a high raw diet for 30 days and it was shown that the people were, were able to, elim- to reduce their, their um, 
insulin dependency, and then wow. for some of them, it actually reversed their diabetes altogether. Wow! So that that change was the change in their lifestyle was their was the diet itself. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. Pretty, okay. You're you're selling me, sister. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, what are what are some common misconceptions? I know a lot of people that um, if they're not already vegan or vegetarian, in the the some of the common thoughts are that you know it is this extreme type of diet, and you know you're going to give up all these things. So uh, you've already kind of mentioned you, that you don't propose an all or nothing approach, or at least don't you know aren't, aren't uh, judgmental about an all or nothing approach. What's from your experience, uh, if there is any, have you noticed any types of approach to people that actually want to transition to to a more raw diet or a vegetable-based diet? Is there anything mm-hmm. that you would suggest to them to say, look, you know, this may help if you're struggling with just making a dramatic shift all at once? Yes. Well, it depends on people's pain points I guess mm-hmm. um, but you know I think today diets are just so riddled with rules yes. and you can't have this you've got to have that mm-hmm. and it gets really confusing and you know we, we, we want to strive for perfection mm-hmm. so when we fall short of, of, of not following one of those rules then we feel like we've failed mm-hmm. and that in and of itself isn't isn't productive or positive yes. so um you know, this all or nothing thing, I think it's just, it's it's got to go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my, I mean, my mission, my my sort of, my big why of, of, of what I'm doing this for is, is I love animals and I want to see less suffering in the world. Yes. But I also respect people's, um, you know, people want to eat what they want to eat. And mm-hmm. food is, food is such an emotional thing. Yes. And whether it be meat or fish or cheese or spinach Mm -hmm. you know it makes us feel a certain way and we're attached to it and we love it and it's tasty sure so i am really pro plant and i'm not anti-meat if that makes sense totally not about i'm not about converting people i'm about showing people that you can have you know some days you can go vegan Mm-hmm. And you can eat really tastefully, really deliciously, and feel really good and feel clean. But you know, go back and have your your burger the next day. It's it's actually all good because at the end of the day, if we eat more plants, we're reducing our meat anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still a positive. It's still it's still a result. Well, I, I have to tell you, I I totally love your approach and attitude and and really your oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? your tolerance towards everyone's preferences and, and comfort zones and just being able to share what you're experiencing positively with your your diet and sharing that um, truly from a place of wanting to help as opposed to any type of judgment. I think it's really awesome. Yeah, thank you. I was judged for being, when I became vegan, people judged me and oh, wow. they called me a freak and... Yeah, it was awful. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, it's none of your business what I eat. I don't judge you for what you eat. Yeah, you know, yeah. go go back to your corner and <laughs> judge yourself. It was awful. So, you know, we don't want to be judged for what we put into our mouths and we don't want to be made made to feel bad for that. It's it's not awful. 
not at all. Like you said, it, fruit is definitely an emotional thing, and I think it's a great way to share. And you know, I mean, just look at our holidays, and you know, yes. whether it's whether it's uh, you know Thanksgiving here in the states, or, or or Christmas, or any event when you're getting having a holiday. What's the first thing everybody does when we all get together is we sit down and we eat together and drink together. So That's it. That's it. it's definitely an emotional experience. Now. You know, with both of these things that you have going on, you're, you're the wine and this awesome, healthy uh, eating lifestyle that you've been doing. When did it pop into your mind that, you know what, I'm going to intentionally merge these two worlds? Did it happen right mm-hmm. away or is it something that gradually happened? Um, what led up to starting this, this uh, message and mission that you're on right now? It was really kind of gradual. I was working in the wine business at the time um, and it was interesting because the more I started to to clean up my diet and when mm-hmm. I say clean up my diet, I mean for me, the, mm-hmm. the better I felt um, with my energy and my, you know, just my, my well-being mm-hmm. as a result of my diet, the the more I wanted to change my day to day and I wanted to sort of make more of an impact and a contribution to the world. So it was just this little um, thing that was burning away in the background and mm-hmm. and just over time I was like, oh, I just, you know, you, you get, I got to a point where I just no longer wanted to be doing only wine. I just okay. felt like there was a, a lot more for me to, to do and give and share. Um, yeah, and then eventually after a couple of years of of having this burning desire to go out on my own and mm-hmm. be do the healthy, gorgeous and tipsy thing, yeah. I eventually just, just jumped. You know, I took that awesome. leap of faith and left my job and um, just left it all behind. And wow. it's, <laughs> it's, it's liberating, isn't it? It's liberating, it's scary, it's, but it's, at the same time, I just, I can't go back and I wouldn't have it any other way. That's awesome. That is, that is so awesome. So, so when did this start for you in, in terms of the timeline, the, the, the Healthy, Gorgeous, and Tipsy? When was that? So that started, um, you know, only, I would say, three, two or three years ago. Okay. So around, yeah, around 2012, 2013. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's, I love your story. And I love that your decision was based on a desire to share. Uh, mm-hmm. even, though, even though it was for you. I think it's really cool that whether you realize it or not at the time, it came from a place of trying to do something for someone else. And I really right. admire you for that. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, Thank you. So listen, congratulations. You've told me before <laughs> you've finished a book, which is a huge deal for anyone. Um, <laughs> tell me a little about it. I, I really wanted to get into about it with you before, but um, again, mm-hmm. I had to share this for to share this with everyone. What's what's the title of your book and what's it about? Yes, great. So the book is actually going through its final edit right now. Um, okay. We've we've photographed the cover and we've got all that sort of stuff. So we're really in that pre-publishing phase, awesome. and um, it's called Healthy, Gorgeous, and Tipsy. Nice and. To be honest, I'm still working on the little tagline that goes on the end of that, okay. like healthy, gorgeous, and tipsy, yep. how to have it all, or healthy, gorgeous, and tipsy, how to lose weight, triple your energy without giving up a glass of wine. I don't know. I'm still awesome. working on that. So if any of your listeners have any ideas, 
throw us an email. Uh, but um, yes, that'll, that'll be a last-minute edition. But it's basically uh, it's 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 a bit of my story, but it's also about how you know a few shifts in diet and lifestyle can also help others. It's you know it's ultimately written for people who who are interested in making a shift, awesome. need some guidance, who who resonate with my own journey of of hedonism but also have a health consciousness about them because <laughs> it's ultimately for the health conscious hedonist awesome that's that's really cool now where when i know that you're still the fi- finishing touches are being done right now where will be we be able to find it and it's, when where, yeah, where can we go if we want to find out when it's released so it's basically um, great if you can sign up to my newsletter, awesome. <laughs> my website at simonebourbon.com. But the book is going to be uploaded to Amazon Kindle and that okay. should be happening in three to four weeks. So we're in the end of July. So by the end of August, awesome. sort of going into your fall, mm-hmm. um, our, our spring in Australia, that's when it's going to be available. And it will also be produced in hard copy toward the end of the year as well and there could be a book tour in the states so look out oh that would be awesome (laughs) i definitely have to check you out if you come here absolutely amazon makes it easy healthy gorgeous and tipsy look for it on amazon kindle that that makes it easy for everyone to find that's great so and you were just busy because in addition to finalizing your book you also have your first retreat scheduled in october tell us about that and where it is and what what that's going to be about this is going to be pretty amazing. So I've just spent two and a half months doing wine training and raw food um, chefing at, a, at a, re- a really incredible resort in Indonesia, in, in the country of Indonesia, on an island called Sumba. Mm-hmm. And there exists this incredible place called Nihiwatu. And it's, it was originally sort of a, a resort for surfers. It's okay. got one of the best surf breaks in the world. Nice. But over the years, it's evolved and developed into this incredible sort of idyllic tropical escape where you can do all sorts of incredible activities like hiking and trekking to waterfalls and spa safaris and oh, horse wow. riding along the beach and yoga um, along with surfing and diving and it's absolutely phenomenal. So I'm teaming up with them in October to create the Healthy, Gorgeous and Tipsy Retreat. And um, it's going to be taking place from the 11th to 18th of October. And you can find details on my website at simonebourbon.com. Would love to have you. <laughs> Why don't you come over? It is awesome. I would love to. Oh, my gosh, He's man. so up your street. I, I, I would love to just hop, bring us all, hop on a plane and just go. Now, what will we be experiencing during the retreat? What are what's a typical day or a typical itinerary? I'm sure every day is going to be different, but what are some of the things we're going to enjoy? Yeah, so basically, it's seven nights, and uh, you know, it's a, it's around food, wine, and fitness, awesome. and the food is all going to be plant based um, and and really quite indulgent and decadent and and delicious, but mm-hmm. also with also with the healthy component, and then in the evening, it's about unwinding and sitting down with a beautiful glass of wine and recapping your day, and the nice. days are just going to be filled with activity and adventure, and wow. these all encompass different um like there's a place called the blue waterfall which is a place we hike to and it's literally like the waterfall from the beginning of time it's like 
hiking through the Jurassic jungle without the dinosaurs and then you get oh, to wow. this incredible waterfall and it's blue and you can go swimming and it's like from another time. Oh, and there's you know, lots of those little experiences. There's also a spa safari where you okay. hike, you do an hour hike through the jungle and through the rice paddies and then you arrive at the ocean's edge and there's this full-on beautiful bamboo spa that's been built oh, wow. and then you're, you're you're having unlimited treatments by your own personal therapist you're given a really healthy breakfast with green smoothies and chia puddings and oh, free-range eggs and ah <laughs> oh, it's just luxurious and um yeah so those are a few of the tidbits <laughs> okay now you got me dying to go so <laughs> Wow, that, well, if not this year, next year, perhaps. Yeah, I, I certainly hope this is just the first of many uh, retreats that you put on because it sounds absolutely awesome, and I'm sure it will be. Oh, yeah, thank you. Awesome. Well, listen, I'm going to th thank you, first of all, for doing what you do. You're obviously living, literally living your passions, and you're sharing something special with people that really embodies with what the show here is all about that's just living the best mm -hmm. life of your life which is why i just i had to call you and had to ask you to you know be kind enough to share with me and share with all the listeners we have here um before we go i want to ask you one last question mm -hmm. and that is if you had the opportunity to meet someone and just give them and you only could meet them once and they mm -hmm. begged you to share with them three pieces of your simone's perspective on helping them live the best life of their life. What would three little pieces of info or tips or perspective that you would give them? You had one shot to help them out. Oh, this is great, a great question. Okay, so in fact, I did this exercise for myself only last week. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. So the first thing is laugh every day. I love it. Just You've got to laugh and not take everything so seriously. Nothing is really life or death unless it really is life or death. Awesome. Um, laugh, laugh, and laugh. And the second thing is live from your heart. Mm -hmm. And in living from our heart, we, li we live with gratitude. <clears throat> and um, I think it's just so important to to feel grateful for what we've got. You know, we're, awesome. we're, all, we're all gifted with so many incredible things and this incredible experience called life and yes. um you know let's celebrate that and and give thanks for it and yes. the third thing is uh just sit down with a really great glass of wine <laughs> and a good book or a good movie or a good friend and it. and sip and savor the moment awesome i love it you heard it laugh <laughs> <laughs> i love the laughter laugh gratitude and definitely enjoy a good glass of wine and definitely <laughs> awesome advice coming from you Simone I, I will I will take uh, all three of those to heart <laughs> you're well, listen, awesome thank you so much I can't thank you enough um tell you, and can't express how appreciative I am of you joining me here on the show and sharing with everybody listening thank you Aaron. and I also want to commend you for the great work that you do in the world and the inspiration that you are for many of us so thanks for showing up every day and doing what you do too and thanks for having me oh definitely it was definitely my pleasure thanks Simone all right, all right. take care is she not the greatest absolutely adore her she's awesome if you haven't yet make sure you go to simonebaldwin.com she has a free healthy gorgeous and tipsy guide there which is amazing she has a 14-day detox program. She has information on her retreat that's coming up. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, the, the first one is in October of 2015. 
the 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 photos are beautiful i swear i i have to get there she has to keep doing this because i'm not gonna be able to make october you should um but i i have to go to this retreat the place looks absolutely amazing and knowing her it's gonna be a five star all the way it literally is so i hope you enjoyed today's episode i know you learned something because i know i did and make sure you check me out at aaronkeithhawkins.com and if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast you probably should because it's for you so enjoy it until next time be loyal to yourselves be loyal to each other stay awesome we will definitely chat soon take care guys